This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Why would you do this? You're going to blame me? You turn the mermaid into what? I did something about it, which is more than what you can say. Undo your spell. Bring back the mermaid. And what? You'll win her over with your rainbow kisses and unicorn stickers? Considering that your plan failed, at least we can try. Such a naive princess. Such a... Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is the week we've been waiting for. Once is back, and this podcast is going to discuss it in detail as we do every week. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Yay. Excellent. You'll never guess what I did this weekend. What did you do? I watched a brand new episode of Once Upon a Time, <gasps> the hit ABC series that we cover on this podcast. Amazing. And did you do anything else? Uh, no. No? I cried a lot. I was going to say, you cried. <laughs> there was I, lots of tears and sadness I, over Breaking Bad. Yes, I cried a lot. For, I, the, the eventual fate of Walter White, I won't go, get into any spoilers, but that was that was good television. I'm that, pretty sure everybody guessed the fate of Walter White. I guessed the fate, and I don't even watch yeah. the show. <laughs> well, there are only a, only a couple ways it could go, I guess. Yeah, but uh, um. <laughs> This isn't a Breaking Bad co- podcast, though. Uh, it's a little late for that. <laughs> Considering the series ended last night, this is a Once Upon a Time podcast, and we want to talk about the new episode. But before we do, uh, Amory has a uh, little – we're doing a little contest. We are doing a little contest sponsored by Win. Yes. Yes. Um, while at Dragon Con this year, Win gave us a fabulous little iTunes gift card to give away on our podcast. So we have made this really as simple as you humanly, humanly could make it to enter. Mm-hmm. Just go to uh, bit.ly slash iTunes from Storybrook. Oh, <laughs> he's changing things up. Sorry. Sorry. Go confused. ahead. Yes, but bit.ly, bit.ly slash iTunes from Storybrook. And there's three, it's a real simple Google form. There's three questions you put in your name and make sure you use the name you'd want us to refer to you as on the show, uh, your email address. And your favorite moment from tonight's premiere. And we're going to, I'm going to compile all of the favorite moments into a blog post. You tell me you weren't going to do. See, he tells me to run the contest on here. (laughs) He changes things while I'm reading them and has altered the form from what I knew of. So the contest is now Bill Meeks's. (laughs) Well, no, no, I, I was, I was just putting into the doc for when I, when I put this up on the website, uh, the, uh, a link to the book. Uh, that that uh, Win wrote uh, City of the Gods, uh, the, or the book series. <laughs> You're struggling. You're struggling. <laughs> well, you threw me here. You threw me here. I thought this was you, but I, I just wanted to put this in here later. Uh, definitely go and check out uh, her uh, her book. Um, we put an Amazon link to one of them in here, and and you know if you from look one under, you can get to the others. Of yeah, course. if you look at customers who bought this item, also bought 
more city of the gods. We want, want definitely want to thank uh, Win uh, for offering up the prize. Uh, she, as she, well as her awesome support, always definitely. fantastic. Yeah, like it, like I said, I said uh, when we discussed it uh, the last time. Uh, one of my big regrets at Dragon Con is the fact that I couldn't stick around to talk with her and hope and exactly more at, at our panel. But anyway, if you want an iTunes gift card, go there. Bit.ly iTunes from Storybrooke, and we'll got the slash. Slash bit.ly <laughs> slash iTunes from Storybrooke. And uh, we'll, we'll announce the winner next week. Yes, next week. And we will be recording on Mondays. We're going to stick mm-hmm. to a good schedule this year. Well, we have to this year. We, we have, have to because we're going to have two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we uh, also uh, we will go ahead and throw this out at the top, too. Uh, we're going to be doing a second episode for Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've already booked several weeks um, w- with some guests. But we, we still do have weeks open since we want to have a guest on every week for Wonderland. So uh, if, if, you, if you're interested in being our guest, go ahead and write us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com and we'll get it all set up and scheduled out and everything. But I guess... Uh, and wait, let me throw one more little addition on that. Okay. If you know somebody who wants to watch Wonderland but hasn't watched once, mm-hmm. we would be interested in talking to them if you could sort of give them our email as well. <laughs> uh, we just sort of would like to explore that route. Yeah, just to say, uh, see how it is jumping in with no prior knowledge exactly. of the, the world. But uh, speaking of the world, the uh, world, we've returned to the world. There's new content. We don't have to talk about season two like I've been doing. You're tired summer. of listening to us, aren't you? <laughs> yes. And it's time. Ready? Okay. Amory's coming up with our first rhyme of the new season. The Jolly Roger emerges in Neverland's ocean, where a mermaid attack causes commotion. Neil takes a trip home with his new pal Mulan, while Regina and Hook Vel to follow Ms. Swan. Rumple goes rogue and is mostly annoyed, especially towards that tallish lost boy. Pan thinks that Henry's an overachiever in this week's episode, Heart of the Truest Believer. You know, the, th- the thing with writing these rhymes when they have the really long titles, it, it throws the rhythm off a little bit. But it was so cool to get to write one again. It's been months. It has really been a long time. And I actually <laughs> didn't struggle with it. <laughs> I didn't want to throw sharp knives. So, uh, you know, you know, Shall quick, we start quick, with some points? Well, I was going to no? say quick, quickly before we get into our points, uh, just in general, how, how did you like the episode? I loved it. Me too. I loved it. I think we should get into our points. Point number one. What is the shadow? Is the shadow yes. the soul? Because in one hand, it's being controlled mm-hmm. by Pan. In other, Greg is now dead. Yeah, that's the thing, too. And it is the shadow. By a, by a shadow. The shadow, shadow being killed con- a shadow. Is the shadow being controlled by Pan uh, the same kind of shadow that he pulled out of Greg? Well, they looked the same. Yeah. They had they, the funny eyes. Yeah, they, they looked the same. But I'm, I'm just wondering, in, does that ne- necessarily mean that Greg is dead dead? Greg looked pretty dead. But he, well, that's why he I'm took saying, the shadow, though. Exactly. Is his shadow going to live on? Yeah, I mean, his shadow could live on. Uh, he could come back and reanimate the body. You know, we could get a, another round really of zombies for Halloween like <gasps> we did with Cora for Chris, or yes! Halloween last year. <laughs> zombies. Always good to have a zombie. But yeah, like uh, my my first instinct was, was yeah, he, he's dead he's as dead. a doornail. But uh, then I started thinking about it and I was like, I guess it really depends on the nature of the shadows exactly. and everything. I mean, we don't know. No one ran up and took his pulse or anything. So we don't even know if he's at, his heart stopped or if he's just you know laying there kind of comatose and never see, see and my first thought was rip. <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
I'm so childish. Uh, <laughs> it was just like it was just like yoink. No, but I, I guess we should go ahead and talk talk about this a little too, since we're already going there anyway. Uh, the Home Office was revealed in this oh, episode. Oh, finally! And it ended up being the a Lost ruse Boys. by the Lost Boys. <laughs> uh, and it, you know that ties into the whole Greg and Tamara thing too. It really felt to me anyway that they were they regretted some of the choices they made the last couple episodes oh, last season. Oh, they completely season. regretted most of their choices. And the whole thing. Greg and Tamara, Tamara's part of this episode was them trying to fix that, basically. Fix mistakes they'd made. Because, uh, you know, it just one example of the, the way it felt like it was a, a, a patch of fix. You, you know, they, they say, you know, they always intended to come to Neverland. But the magic bean... Uh, we, when they got it in l- last year's season finale, that was just happenstance that they happened to get it, that there happened to be beans in Storybrooke. Right. And that they happened to grab one off the ground during, well... The tussle. Yeah, the tussle. Well, yeah. was it with Charming? Right. And, you know, he was distracted and Greg grabbed it. But in this episode, they talk about it like that was always the plan. Right. Was to bring Henry straight from Storybrooke to Neverland via Magic Bean. Can I, well, I don't think well, they actually you know, mentioned the Magic Bean. Well, you know, they probably altered the plan several mm-hmm. times over the course of everything um i just like that they were like why would the lost boys want to destroy magic and they're like (laughs) that's just what you were told yeah we're not destroying magic (laughs) you you know i always kind of got the impression that uh that they were in communication with the home office a little too they had to have been so they that begs the question you know how 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 are how are they in touch with them you know because as far as we know, there's no – well, I mean we know the shadow can travel back and forth between some lands, whether that version of London where Wendy lived was, was our London world. or not uh, remains to be seen. Hmm. But we really don't – we really don't know uh, really don't. how that commu- communication would have worked and how they got a hold of them initially, how they touched base with them initially too. That's That's another kind of – mysterious thing that never really got answered and might not ever be answered because uh, as far as we know they're dead they're dead <laughs> okay it it kind of pulls into something i have significantly later can i can i make the jump uh if you want to yeah okay because i don't think you really liked this point but it ties in okay so the whole like yeah that one uh, <laughs> the communicating um aurora when she's trying to get a hold of everybody make sure they're okay she um, basically says she had to get out because she found the person she fears the most, mm-hmm. which she didn't. It seems like everybody glazed over. Like in the scene, nobody was like, who is that? What's going on? Like, shouldn't there have been some sort of I mean, I'm sure they've talked about it, but mm-hmm. could it have been Pan or because if even Rumpel's scared of Pan, yeah, obviously Aurora would, though she is a bit stronger. She's not quite mm-hmm. as strong as the Dark <laughs> One. Um, so do you see where I'm like, yeah, he yeah. could have they, but were, he was never under a sleeping curse, was he? Because you had Rumpel, no, uh, um, Greg, Greg, uh, not, or not as not far as I'm aware of, of. yeah. Although because it, I was going to say a sleeping, but we also know nothing of Tamara and why she hates magic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, because that's that mode but, of communication. You know, I can definitely see that shadow creature being a communicator, a, being someone from the land of dreams, too. Right. Or, you know, somehow being influenced by the land of dreams that or we've controlling seen. the land of dreams. This is true. Because it is all fire and scary. Yeah, because it, it's like it definitely anyone who has had any sort of like uh, dabbling in the world of magic knows about Neverland and knows it's. Bad juju. Bad, yes, very <laughs> you know? bad juju. Stay away from Neverland. But I is yes. Uh, uh, they did. I uh, I think that was one of my predictions from the round table. Maybe was I that didn't you didn't yes. listen to the round table. If you, by the way, that's the last episode on our feed. Uh, the Once Upon a Time Round or Podcasters Roundtable Number Four. Check it out. It was a great time as I always. Fail. Sorry, Daniel, guys. Rebecca, Bud, the guy whose name I can't remember. I actually do remember your name if you're listening. I'm just doing that as a joke because it was the thing in the episode but it was really good but one of my predictions <laughs> i i think it was either in that or maybe on the panel this summer at dragon con but uh that they would travel to neverland via the yes, dream world i think it might have been in dragon con because i remember you saying it yeah um or we've just talked about it but anyway the dream world mm-hmm. i think that might be part of that communication with them about the home office because how were they getting stuff to the home office too Mm-hmm. Because the crystal that exploded the Storybrook, oh, or yeah. was supposed to explode Storybrook, yeah, because they they, they got sent to... it off mm-hmm. for commu- like. Also, if they're trying to get rid of magic, why are they communicating with a shadow? Like, <laughs> I have unanswered issues with this. Well, I I don't think they knew about the shadow, Greg. Uh, but G and T, G and T didn't know about the shadow. Guy, I mean, they didn't even they didn't even know who who the Lost Boys were when they showed up. They were like, "You're the Home Office." What? Yeah, exactly. Well, whatever front they were putting on, I mm-hmm. I would like to know a little bit more, even though they're dead. But this is sort of the show for flashbacks, yeah. so I'm sure we'll get you something. Know, you know what? I I I love that. Uh, Tamara thought for a second that Rumple was go- going to spare her. Spare she her was life. like so happy when he healed her wound, and she was like, <gasps> "Thank you." You know, and, and she was being very cooperative. And I, I was like, "He's going to kill her as soon oh, as he no finds yeah. out what he, he Find wants out what to know." Need to know, and then. Glowing heart. Yes. But like you said earlier, she's the only one who had no idea that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it so good that she's the only one. Yeah. I also thought it was really against character for her to uh be so open to him healing her since she was so anti magic. She was just shot in the back with an mm-hmm. arrow. I also thought it was very out of her character to tell Henry to run and save himself. Yeah. Maybe that was just part of her attempted mm-hmm. redemption before <laughs> she knew bad things. Bad things. This is true. So, okay. Now that I have, like, taken over the entire <laughs> thing, go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, your point's next. Oh, that's See right. There. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Neil Fire. Yay, <laughs> Neil Fire. I, um, and I don't usually use the combo words, but that one works for me. Um, he seemed <laughs> to really find himself and find his strength and his power and, in a sense, his magic mm-hmm. in this episode. And I loved that. I love that he was almost proud of who his dad was. See, it actually really shocked me that he was so open. Yeah, open to it and willing to just go into the whole magic side of things. Right. Be- but, you know, he needed to save Emma and mm-hmm. Henry, and that's his family. Yeah, but he's always been so resistant to it, and I think that was a big part of the reason, you know, he was okay with leaving his dad, too. Right. But then he's the one who fell in love. Yeah. And that was his kid. And he, d- mm-hmm. you know, said he was never going to do that to his kid. Yeah. And he didn't get that choice. He got thrown mm-hmm. through a bean hole. 
But I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's like different kinds of power in the real world, too. Uh, it might look distasteful and immoral from the outside, but when you're faced with a tough decision... You do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, so suddenly, it, it doesn't seem quite as bad an option if it's going to work. Right. Which, uh, that was really interesting. Um, it, it, one thing uh, I, I kind of confused me was, did, did Rumble have the castle when Bay? was with him i don't think he did i don't think he did but he i mean they may have talked about it after because he was in storybrook with rumple and bell mm-hmm. and i but, feel like i mean he saw the shop full of stuff and mm-hmm. he may have recognized some parts of it they probably they had to have talked a little bit yeah or talked to bell or talked to emma who had found out about it like and I, somebody I, knew what was going on there well, I, I was going to say, I, I, guess, I guess I it never really showed Neil leading the way to the castle. Right, so maybe he just assumed other. that Mulan or Aurora or somebody would know where the Dark One lived. Obviously, everybody you know. knows where the Dark One lives. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, it had also been, you know, hundreds of years, right? Since uh, To be assumed, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that was interesting. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I, 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 I freeze-framed. When uh, Neil opens the invisible cabinet. Love the cabinet. And right up in the upper right-hand corner, it looked almost – it it was some form of like oriental markings on a box up there. So I was wondering maybe it ties into the dragon. Possibly. Or something like that. I I, I missed it. I didn't mm – yeah. I really keep hoping they come back to the dragon. They have to come back mm -hmm. to the dragon. Yeah. Even if, if, you know, like we were saying earlier, it seems like they're kind of correcting some things that they felt they did wrong. Like correcting some mistakes correcting course and stuff i really hope they come back to the dragon because that was one of the probably one of the top three or four most interesting things that happened last yes. season and it was so um all like all in one episode mm-hmm. and that was maybe that's why it stressed us out and made us so <laughs> curious because everything else takes 17 episodes to d- talk about mm-hmm. i want to know more about the dragon how did tomorrow find the dragon well i mean how did that's yeah. also you know the only place we've seen magic outside of storybrook in the real world and that was i mean i'm sure he was practicing magic before the curse was broken mm-hmm. but again chinese magic is typically different than regular <laughs> magic but not for mulan so i don't really know but yeah i i just thought that was interesting that's very interesting i'm uh, gonna have to go back and look and see if i can research the characters speaking of mulan i'm not happy i'm with calling this point. It, i'm calling I don't it right like now it. i'm calling it right now and i have my reasons i don't like it mulan neil neil fire bay Bale, um, I, Mulan and Neil equals true love is what I have written down here. I say no. I say yes. Nope. You know why? Because I'm not Mu- going to like it. Mulan is never going to be able to be with Prince Philip. Never. Then why should she get Balefire? No, I, I'm saying she's never going to be able to because obviously if his kiss woke up Aurora. That's true love. That's true love. He might have infatuation with Mulan at most, but true love is with Aurora, right? And I don't think I don't think Neil and Emma are destined to ever have a functioning romantic relationship. Uh, you, I, 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 I I think I think they're definitely destined to be great parents to Henry and to work in unison towards that end. But I, I, I think there's just too much history there and too many hurt feelings, especially on Emma's side. And I really think, you know, with them being separated again, 
They they, both declared their love. I know, I know, but I, 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 I I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. I'm, I'm, you know, hate when you call things when you. This is. (laughs) But I'm, I'm, I'm often right. I know that's why I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it at all. No, but I, I, I'm calling it. By the time uh, Neil gets to Neverland, uh, him and Mulan will pretty much be in love, and Emma and Hook will also pretty much be in love. That's what I see happening. I see I see Emma and Hook getting together in Neil and and, and and Neil and Mulan getting together and it being pretty much okay because of Neil's history with Hook and everything. And then they're all and like see, that's they're how like, I they're see like, it's wrong. And then they're couple friends, right? No, they're not couple friends who get together and play Jeopardy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a game. Well, I don't think in this show they're ever gonna have a Jeopardy episode. <laughs> Sorry, but. I have two friends who are on Jeopardy in the next month. I'm a little thrown off. But no, because Hook basically feels like a second father to Neil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, that's what that's actually why I think it would end up being okay cuz if if Neil has someone who he loves anyway, he's not going to be mad if Emma has someone she's pursuing romantically. And if it's someone he he knows and will probably eventually come to trust again as he's on the side of the angels now like Hook. If it's someone like that, I think he'd be okay with it. Although there is that whole like Oedipal angle since Hook dated his mother. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. But I think I'm right on it. Time will tell, though. Time will tell. Oh, I can't handle it. Please write in greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. Tell, tell us I might what have you to think. make a poll. Who's right? <laughs> okay, so let's just go on to what, well, it's, it's a depressing topic as well the doll. Mm. Was it Rumples or was it Pays? I know you think it's Rumples. Yeah. Me and a girl at work tonight, which was the nice thing. I, could, I was starting bouncing things off her for two hours. Mm-hmm. We think it's Bays. Why do you think it's Bays instead of Rumples? Because, okay, the way he breaks down, he thinks Bays dead mm-hmm. at that point. And that's like, that's the last little shred of Bay. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with your reasoning behind it too, which I'll let you share. Yeah. But. You might have to help remind me. You don't remember? <laughs> well, because you said you thought it was Rumples when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And his dad had left and mm-hmm. he knew that he had changed. So maybe his dad had actually gone off for good reasons, not for selfish, cowardly reasons. Yes, I remember saying that. Now that sounds brilliant. Doesn't like it? Me. I mean, it yeah. sounds brilliant. Um, <laughs> but both, I think both are completely doable. Mm-hmm. And both would probably bring the same reaction and or un- very similar reactions. Unfortunately, there just wasn't enough information in that scene to really save solidly like one way or the other. Right. And I mean, we, obviously, if you listen to our spoiler party, we'd already seen that scene. Yes. Uh, so, so we really didn't have any new, there was no new information to go on here. Right. I, I really, uh, let's see here. Did I write that later on? Okay. I did actually. So we'll save that for later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, where the doll came from. The doll's not done. Yeah. Who, who it belonged to, why it had such an effect on Rumpel and why the Lost Boys had it. That was good. I was going to say, how did the Lost Boys get it? (laughs) The Lost Boys. Speaking of, uh, I guess we should probably address the uh, most prominent lost boy, uh, a fellow by the name of Mr. P. Pan. Mr. Peter Pan finally makes an appearance in Once Upon a Time. Not just the the weird ghost thing, but an actual dude. An actual dude. He was creepy looking. Oh, yeah. Like... He acted uh, honestly, and no offense to the actor who plays Henry, because you know I enjoy 
uh, little Henry and everything, but he acted circles around him. Yeah. Like it was just, and, and you just, uh, I, I was rewatching it tonight before we recorded and that scene after they land from flying and he just turns around and you see that change in his eyes and you're like, he did oh, really good with the change no. of emotions and yeah, change of like before that he seemed like, you know, that, that very stereotypical person or like, you know, indigenous guide or something that right. that hel- helps you helps you in, in, in the strange game. land yes. you know he's a little fairy in a stra- video game helping you along yeah yeah he just he played his beats well here mm-hmm. comes the acting training <laughs> you could see the different beats go mm-hmm. and his motivation for each of them was very obvious yeah so props to you young peter pan actor yeah it was it was very good i i really enjoyed how he went over and knocked on the tree yes! too, like like the old uh, it reminded me of the old mary merton uh peter pan musical I'm, i've never it's probably seen. a little a little Don't, before some people's time i was gonna say you're a year and a half older than me it's not <laughs> a big difference in time no but yeah uh, the peter pan musical if you've ever seen it it's the same one it was just the mary martin version television version is the one i knew very well and you know their house was you know i mean this it is was the same well, I knew their the house book. was a tree. Yeah. Same way, same way in the book, but it just reminded me of that because that's the first time I was introduced to that concept. Because you know, Hook sits on the uh, the chimney mm. and burns his butt Bump. and everything. Yeah, I wonder if that'll bring up any um, of the darlings. At I don't. All. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it. Re- well, the whole, the whole darlings. like the darlings was the home office thing is shot now, right? And that was much. so good. Yeah, that it was could, so good. But no, the darlings <laughs> might just be out of the story now. Oh, I like. The Unfortunately, darlings. although I, I, I know there's there's still plenty of story um, left to tell as far as what Neil did while he was in Neverland. Oh, there's so much to tell there. because you know there's there's you know there's hundreds of years worth of story there probably to the best we don't know because I, I mean Neil, off, Neil would have had different. to have left Neverland what sometime in the 80s right around the same time Storybrooke popped up in the real world yeah because he's the right age yeah so. no he actually would have had to come later no because he, he was like 12 so maybe he would have actually the yeah 90s. yeah he would have come later he'd have had to have come later so because Greg then, was like seven or eight. Uh, yeah, he was like seven or eight when uh, in Welcome to Storybrooke when his and dad got popular. Neil is definitely younger than Greg, mm-hmm. or at least is intended to be. <laughs> really, I bet he came not terribly long before he met Emma. Uh, that's ten years. This is true. This is true. Yeah, so it would probably it, have been probably, just a couple of years. Yeah, within a couple of years, I can definitely see that. But you know, there, there's a lot of story there left to tell. So who knows how the darlings might feed into that or whatever too. But I, overall, I, I really enjoyed the introduction to Pan. Um, yes, the whole uh, the whole heart of the truest believer thing. You know, I, I, I rewatched the scene where he's telling Henry, you know, why he wouldn't the, this whole thing was planned and why Henry's there. But I don't think he ever really said why the heart of the first no. believer is so important no he didn't i mean he i know he called it important but he didn't say why so I, i'm wondering what his motivation is why why does pan need this power i think it'll have something to do with whatever come on boys let's play meant this is true and that really scared me for little henry <laughs> just like the swing you and know grandpa rumple i almost want to say they like it, the Lost Boys and Peter Pan seem so mustache twirly villainish <laughs> that I almost want to say they're going to do a double back and we're going to find out they actually have altruistic motives or at least not evil motives. 
I almost want to say I almost want to say we're going to get we're going to get a reverse somewhere down the line with it. Somewhere at least one of them's got to mm-hmm. spurt off a good like yeah. you know there's got to be good in somebody yeah for for example and this is just from this is no evidence in the, in the in the episode at all or anything this is just from like a kind of a story logic standpoint i could almost be see their actions being so i either having something to do with uh well not not the curse but um you know, maybe getting everyone back from Storybrooke to fairy tale land or something like that, or playing some big role in that overarching storyline of the fairy tale characters in the real world, or affecting it somehow. But we'll uh, see. I, we're yeah. just gonna have to see. Sorry, yeah, we'll, I glazed we'll over see. on that one because I was like, <laughs> "It's too intense. Like, I can't function." <laughs> okay, so Emma, way to turn into Mama Bear. Mm-hmm. Any mother, animal mother, anything. Was right there with her. I was like, I have seen this in my friends. <laughs> Way to rally the troops. I yeah. like that she's taking charge. One the, one thing that kind of got me about the, that, though, is, you know, I'm sure Regina kind of considers health, herself a mother. But too. Regina has other things to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has a role to play. And Emma's is that. And Emma's is mother. the protective mama bear. So I guess that's not really. She wasn't really saying you can't have that role as a part of you no but that i mean i'm sure snow is snow's character snow's has mother, an element of that too right but yeah. that's her main motivation mm-hmm. oh by the way i don't think it made it into our main points but when emma pointed out the weirdness of having parents her own age i was, yeah. I was like finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i was talking about that at work um <laughs> we were like they have the same experience they both were parents for literally mm-hmm. the same amount of time yeah until they like all got mm-hmm. to Storybrooke, but uh, you know say something when Emma took charge there they that I, I really kind of struck me. I think I think what happened is when Rumple called her out on everything right before he left the ship. I think it really got to her. I'm glad it did, and she started looking for ways to up her game because Good. because in I, I think I think in in a lot of ways that's probably why Rumple said it too because he knew it would get under her skin. He knew exactly what he could mm-hmm. say to get it because. He knew he – he may not know that he's going to get him back. Mm-hmm. He may not even think he can get him back. But he knows she can get him back with the right prodding and he always knows the right button, mm-hmm. button to push on everybody yeah. about everything. Yeah, and uh, Again, he has some seer qualities. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he, know- he knows more about the nature of Emma and her powers and everything than he lets on to, which we got a little glimpse of in the, in the opening sequence. Uh, the lights. With the lights going on and off when she was having having. Henry. My original version didn't cut part of – so I didn't actually see that until the second watch through. Oh, really? I was like, ah, okay. Oh, yeah, because you were watching on Aereo and yeah. it was all buggy and everything. Me and Aereo had a fight last <laughs> Night. We're trying to get over it. So. No, but yeah, we, we, it was good, definitely good to see Emma, Emma taking charge yeah. there. I liked it. Good time. And, you know, they, them all teaming up for the greater good, too. That was nice. Well, basically, them all sucking up their differences that were causing massive lightning storms. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to talk about the mermaid. I don't have the energy for the mermaid. Yeah. She was <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is not actually, my Ariel. Actually, I and yeah, yeah, we're just going free flow here for a minute. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I, I was expecting more monstrous mermaids. I was expecting more of like those legendary mermaids of legend that had like razor sharp teeth and all that kind of stuff. But they were all you know buxom and beautiful and everything. Well, they they, they were just mean. They were just really and mean. kind of electric eely. 
<laughs> a little yeah. too. Well, they were kind of, well, electric eely if you want to go for uh, what's-her-face, the villain. Ursula had the electric This eels. is true. This is true. I, she turned the mer mm-hmm. people into things. This is true. This Who is knows true. if we're going to go this you know, severe with the cartoons and all that, though. Mm-hmm. Can we go off topic again for one second? <laughs> Let's go to Neil and Mula. Yeah, they made a movie about you. It's pretty good. Yes, that was wonderful. It's a movie. <laughs> I don't know I how can't, to I don't know how to I can't explain a movie to you. <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, bring it back. Bring it back, folks. Bring it back. Yes. Okay, but one thing I also wanted to point out was uh they, the the scene between Regina and Hook on the ship, like right after we came back from the opening and everything, uh, the what Regina said, uh, and she was quoting Greg, I think, but yes. uh, you know, villains don't get happy endings. I that's either foreshadowing that they're both going to die tragically, or that they're both going to get a happy. Yeah, that they're going to use it as motivation to get a happy she ending for themselves. She seemed very offended because I guess Greg was the first person to call her a villain. Mm-hmm. And she was so – you could tell she was really offended by that as well she should be because yeah. no, um <laughs> wants to be a villain. Um, but no, I liked I liked that scene. But yeah, you, you know what they say, uh, good villains never see themselves as the villain. They see themselves as the hero of their own story. Right. And I'm sure that's the way Regina sees herself. Well, in she's the way. always – I mean we've always seen that she mm-hmm. thinks she's doing everything correct. And I mean I, mean, I, I think – in a lot of ways, she was manipulated by Cora and Rumpel, and that really, in her heart, she might she really isn't a villain. No, because she I, started off as a really nice person. She she just was running with the wrong crowd. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, happens you know, to the best of them. It's her mother's fault. She killed her true <laughs> love. Can't recover from that. That'll happen. So this episode had a lot of really good quotes. You've always mm. got to count on me for a little bit of a fluff. <laughs> I like my fluff. Let's remember back to the Guyliner episode. <laughs> um, and we've talked about a couple of the quotes, but some of my favorites were, we don't ask questions. We just believe in our cause. Really? Who's not going to ask a question? <laughs> Who doesn't want to know the plan back? Yeah. But I thought that was good. And then <laughs> this one made me giggle multiple times. Great use of our time. A costume change. <laughs> the costume change was very good. He couldn't exactly go through Neverland in Mr. Gold's suit. Mm-hmm. That would have, you know, for anybody who didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. would have made him stand out in a bad way. Would have been like wearing blue in Compton or something. I, I don't know. That's no offense really. to anyone who listens to us that lives in Compton. <laughs> um, anyway. I don't even know if that's the right color. It could be red. I've, Dude, I have. why would we even I, know that? We I, live in Georgia. It's been at least five years since I followed the whole Blood Crips battle closely. I'm going to pull you back to where I was. <laughs> okay, and last but certainly not least, what was that? A shark? A whale? A kraken? What? Mm-hmm. Mermaids. I'm sorry. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked the funny quotes. It's always my favorite, but there were just so many that felt very, you know, quotable quote. One thing I also really liked uh, was uh, the quote from Pan where he, he said, it's easier to get people to hate something uh, than, oh, what was it? Oh, I missed this one. Uh, or, oh, I, I thought I wrote down the exact quote. Obviously not. But it was something like, <laughs> it, it's easier to get someone to hate something than to believe in something. I guess it, yeah. Yeah, so, something along those lines. But I thought I thought that was really good, too. And, yeah, you know, uh, pro- maybe might speak a bit to the thematic run of the season. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, I guess we're to our last point here. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start calling this new version of Rumpel. Uh, the, the version of Rumpel that... Rumpel no good skin. <laughs> yeah. Rumpel no gold skin. 
for uh, now. We don't know. It might appear back. It could. It could at any time. But for now, Rumpel no, no gold skin. I, I I basically it really seems like Rumpel no no gold skin. Oh yeah, I'll go back to Rumpel no gold skin or yeah. gold or something. <laughs> but he knows he's doomed. Uh, of course, he knows he's doomed. The boy will be his undoing. Mm-hmm. And it's just a. Uh, it, it really just makes me wonder, like, how does he know Pan and why is he so scared to that, be where Pan is? That I want to know. Which, which is something that is confounded. Confounded. It's really, I really like this character, though, because... The Rumple or the Pan? The, the Rumple no gold skin. Um, <laughs> no, because they, I, I really think this is the fifth version of the character that Robert Carlyle played. Because and they're also different. Pre-Dark One. Pre-Dark One. Uh, Dark One. Dark One. Mr. Gold. Mr. Gold. Um, then what was the other one? Oh, Mr. Gold after he remembered. And then Rumple No Goldskin. Rumple No Goldskin, where he's he's at, at the height. He's he's in the height of his power because his power was their power dim- diminished okay, in Storybrooke. Right, and you could tell instantly as soon as they got to Neverland, they all mm-hmm. had whoever had power had power. Yeah, with Regina and the fireballs. But you know this version like of the character, band. he's he has. He's at the height of his power. Uh, he he's in his element. He's on yeah. semi home turf. I mean, I, he he wasn't it's from Neverland, world. but it's a magical world. And he obviously spent time there. And it, he spent time in many magical worlds. Uh, yes. You know, Frankenstein's world and yes. stuff like that. Uh, but you know, but he just he 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 doesn't have fun with it anymore. He's not having fun with it. This isn't fun for him anymore. And it's a really interesting the version of the character and the everything, to see. Yeah. Yeah, he, well, that's because he. I mean, he became the dark one to find and save his son. Stuff, and right now he thinks his son's dead, mm-hmm. and now he's finding and saving his grandson. And he probably is assuming he's dead too. Let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, like, there's levels of that. Yeah, or he knows that if by going there to save him, he's probably going to end up. He's going to die. Exactly. The Done. boy will be his undoing. Mm-hmm. But what boy? <laughs> there Which are so one? many boys right now. Every boy. Every boy will be his undoing. <laughs> no, but it'll be really interesting to see how that character plays out and changes over the course of the season and everything. So I'm excited for it. Okay, so uh, I haven't done one of these in a while. <clears throat> out of 10,000 oh. grains of pixie dust... How many grains of pixie dust would you give this episode, Amory? That's a very like fine-toothed comb. Well, pi- um, pixie dust is very small. It, it is very small. It's granular. It's granular. It's like sand. Yeah, they could track them on sand. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with 40, 45,000. You said 50,000, right? Or 5, I said 10,000. You said 10,000. No, you didn't. You said 50-something. No, I said it. Okay, well, let's okay, just say I I'm going to give 10, you a 90% because I've lost track of what I'm supposed to be saying. <laughs> so 9,000. Sure. Over 9,000 grains of pixie Approx- dust. Approximately, yes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Why? We got answers. We got answers. Mm-hmm. We saw changes in characters. We saw plot development. We didn't get flashback after flashback. We got one, but it was kind of important. Mm-hmm. Even though not much was learned from it, we got a lot from it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good things. Definitely. And... uh I, I I will give it eighty five hundred grains of pixie dust because I you know there were some weak parts especially when I went back to rewatch it I noticed like it was just like they they did like fifty different shots back and forth well the of, shots on the boat uh, of, to go. Uh, the boat and the rain and then pulling ropes and it was just like it, it took too long 
but I, I thought it was really good. I they they do it does seem like they're taking some of the criticism from the latter half of last yes. season to heart and making steps to correct it and kind of tighten up the story a little bit and give it a little more direction, a little more thematic direction. Yeah, which which is very cool, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. In eleven straight weeks, mm-hmm. eleven straight weeks. Ooh. I think that's gonna be really one of their biggest things mm-hmm. is that you're not going to get time to forget about it. You're not going to get time to, you know, lose track of something. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be back. Yeah. Which is nice. And it'd be a lot better than, you know, all the breaks we got. One episode, four weeks <laughs> off, one episode, three weeks off, two episodes, and then a Christmas break. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving yeah. right along. Okay. Uh, so uh, before we get into the news, which is very brief this week, because we're recording so early. We are recording so early, as was pointed out on our Facebook page approximately 45 minutes ago. <laughs> by hope. By hope. Saying, you're recording too early. I'm not ready. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we'd like to thank audible.com uh, audible. this week for sponsoring greetings from storybrook and for you the listeners of greetings from storybrook uh, of the greetings from storybrook po- podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service now these you can throw them on if you any mp3 player you have an iphone an ipod a zune they still are, make zunes no oh the old creative zen mp3 players audible works on all this stuff. It, it Put it much, on a thumb drive. You can probably play it on your shoe. It's, they make it's, shoes like that yes, these days. They, they do. They really do. They're Bluetooth. They do. So oh. you can you can you know you can go and sign up for this thirty uh, day free trial and get your free audiobook to try out the service. And once once you try it out, you, you're you, gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna want it because then it's basically you know they just take a little whoop out of your bank account every month and you get a free, and then you have a have an audiobook to listen to. Exactly, it's worth wonderful. it for that commute for your working out mm-hmm. for hiding in the bathroom and locking your children out whatever you choose to do with this audiobook okay and uh we each have have an audiobook we'd like to recommend to you this week i'll let yes. Marie go first i decided to go a little bit different from our <laughs> usual you know we try and do some you know storybook fairy tale themed this week i was like no no we're going regular book confessions of a shopaholic what is Confessions of a Shopaholic? I've never read it. It's chiclet. Just go with it. No, that's fine. I, we, we, I've read Sex in the City. <gasps> Sex in the City, we, but it's so different from the book. The <laughs> book versus. But let's not get into that. Yeah. No, uh, just Confessions of a Shopaholic. It's just it's a nice easy read, which makes it a nice easy listen. It's not mm-hmm. something you know, you can sort of go in and out. But come on, Confessions of a Shopaholic. It speaks for itself a little bit. She <laughs> has a problem. I can relate. Fair enough. And I would like to uh, keep completely in with what we normally do and (laughs) pick something that uh, that was inspired by this episode. And I picked uh, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Monsters, uh, you know, in honor he speak much. in honor of uh, you know all the mermaids we saw this week. It's from the uh, the publisher of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and <laughs> as you can imagine, it's basically it takes old Jane Austen romance uh, chiclet and uh, you know combines it with uh, horror fiction. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. You can find 
links to both of those books in our show notes. And uh, to download your free audiobook, uh, one of these books or one of your own choosing. Any book you like. You can go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And we'd like to thank audible.com again for sponsoring this week's episode. Thank you, Audible. And now, on to the news. News. Okay, so first off, ratings. Uh, and we actually got them pretty quickly. Uh, okay, uh, and this is uh, from Variety. Uh, again, links will be in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay, and I, Variety has very weird industry speak. I got used to it a long time ago. You might not be used to it, but I'll, I'll make sure you, you understand this. Uh, at ABC, the special Once Upon a Time Journey to Neverland uh, was followed by the third season premiere of Once Upon a Time, which got a 2.6 out of 7 and 18 to 49, which is the key demographic, and 8.5 million viewers overall. And, I, you know, a lot of people are, have been shouting because these numbers are uh, higher than the second half of last season, which you know, is great. Uh, but just to keep it in perspective a little bit, uh, as Variety points out here, uh, it came down 33% from the season premiere, the Magic is Coming uh, season premiere a year ago, but it did better than all of the episodes from the second half of last season. Which that is, speaks for something, because it's the second half of the episode, mm-hmm. or the season last year, that started to dwindle down into, you know, dust, because it was never on. Yeah, and, you know, forgive the pun, but... uh Oy. <laughs> uh, you know, hope, hopefully this uh, this opening episode hooked people into, uh, you know, staying tuned uh, farther down the line. Yeah. I shouldn't have led with pardon I, the pun. No. Uh, <laughs> no, just say the pun next time. But uh, yeah, g- good stuff. Good stuff. Good like, stuff. I, I hope we see those numbers stay steady and or grow. I think they because will. Because that means there's a future for their show. And, and by proxy, show. our show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, secondly, uh, we had you actually didn't get to watch. This, I didn't did get you? to watch it. So okay. let's take a moment. Mm-hmm. Let me watch this, and then we'll talk about it. Can we do that? So Amory's watched it now. Uh, what do you oh, think? That's so good. I know it. Basically, uh, Peter uh, shows up and well, gives... Emma wakes up because of she hears mm-hmm. crying, which I just thought was the Lost Boys messing with them. Yeah, which it probably was. It probably was. But uh, then Peter shows up with an item for it. We won't. We won't say what the item is. I guess. You know, just in case people either don't want to see it or would rather... It's us. It's, always, us. it's it's a. Sm- I mean, it's a smallish spoiler. Yeah, that's true. He it's gives a her, map. He gives her a map. It's blank, and he tells her she has to stop. Or stop lying start to herself. Start believing herself, basically. Yeah, or Believe who she is. Who she actually is. Her true nature, and then she'll be able to see the map and save Henry and all that stuff. She's so, the only one who can see, which mm-hmm. means it's. You know, it's probably a little bit like the Marauders map in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I know you geeks understand. Um, Where only certain people can see it. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I I just, he's so powerful. He's so powerful to be able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Because that feels very, you know, Mr. Gold-like. Or even Regina. Well, we, we, we know he's at least matched in power, if not exceeds the power of gold already, just because gold's scared of him. Right. And you're not typically scared of something mm-hmm. that's not as strong as you. Yeah, but a really good preview clip, and uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, too. Watch and- it. You want to watch it. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. And uh, just one uh, more quick shout-out here. Uh, Ralphiel Spar, J.K. Hopper. Hopper! Uh, 
Sorry. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, he did an a- AMA or an Ask Me Anything over on Reddit. I myself haven't got a chance to go through the answers yet, but it yeah, seemed it seemed like uh, it was fairly popular and stuff. And th- that'll be in our show notes, too. Or you can just go to reddit.com slash r slash I am a and search or sort it by top for the week. And you should be able to find it. And a lot of good stuff there. And I, I actually got to talk to him a bit, a bit at Dragon Con and uh, eh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I guess uh, now we should move on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Do you want to let everybody know how to leave listener feedback? I guess. Okay. We love listener feedback, people. And, and if, you guys have showered us with it this oh, in 24 hours. Blew us up. We actually got some. I'm going to, while you're reading the first letter, uh, we got some more I'm going to try and add we in. We got more? Yeah, while we were, were, while we were recording some nice. tweets. Uh, so I'll, I'll try and parse through those when you're reading the first email here. But if you want to email us, uh, greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. Our Twitter's at GF Storybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. <gasps> he added the Facebook I in did, because she kept complaining about it. Well, that's because you brushed it off and we got <laughs> comments on there this week. And above anything else, we love, love, love voicemails. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 424-274-2352. And as long as you don't, I don't know, curse too much, it will be on the show. <laughs> Uh, but first, uh, actually, first thing up is a voicemail from one of our favorite people and the sponsor, sponsor of, of our, our contest, yes. uh, bit.ly slash iTunes from Storybrooke. Uh, <laughs> no, but from Wynn. So we'll go ahead and play this now. Hey, this is Wynn, and these are my quick reactions to the Season 3 return episode. I thought there was a good balance of Enchanted Forest and Neverland scenes, and I liked that other than Henry's birth, we didn't get bunches of flashbacks. Speaking of Henry, I was very happy that he was more in this episode than just a plot device to get everyone into Neverland. I like how he needled Greg and Tamara about being used, and that as a normal gullible kid, he fell for Peter Pan's trick. As for Pan, I'm pretty confused about him. Is he some sort of boyish vampire that needs to steal shadows to stay young? What's your theory? Another fresh twist in this episode was Charming actually being competent. He didn't shoot a hole in the boat with a cannon or fumble his sword when he had it at the mermaid's throat. Maybe he was always meant for a life at sea. And we got a new Robin Hood. He was more charismatic than the previous actor, but why was he at the castle? Bay and Mulan would have found Rumpel's staff whether Robin was there or not. But I loved seeing the crystal ball from Oz that Jefferson gave Rumpel being used by Bay to see Emma. I'll close by saying that I was really happy that Greg was killed quickly. His frowny face looked just like grumpy cats, and I couldn't unsee it. Later. Thank you very Thank much, Wayne. And uh, my guess is to why Robin was there. Uh, one, because he's going to be a major player. I, I would assume whenever they make the jump over to Neverland that Robin Hood will be along for the ride. I I mean, they wouldn't have replaced him if he wasn't going to be important. Be a I thing. think that he's just sort of as like a sort of last jab or revenge on Rumpel. Mm-hmm. When they all disappeared, he moved in. Yeah. He's like, you know what? This is mm. mine now. Yeah. And, uh, y- you know, when also pointed out that this, uh, there was no flashbacks in this episode, which other I, than the one, the one, but th- that wasn't like really in the main Flashback. narrative. Right. I, uh, and well, actually, uh, our, I believe our next letter brings up the next point. So we'll discuss it then. But uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and move on to the okay. next letter, thank you. Win. we love hearing from you always and forever. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay, so this one's from Tim. Hey, guys, it's Tim. You remember the dork who wrote the paper psychoanalyzing Rumpelstiltskin? Why, yes, Tim, we do remember you. Uh, firstly, I would like to cast shame upon myself because I thought that the boy who befriended Henry at the beginning was innocent, but my brother said it was Peter Pan right away. Being younger than, him, than I am, I dismissed the theory, and was of cor- which was, of course, correct. Two, Peter Pan can't fly. The two ingredients for flight are pixie dust and happiness. Peter Pan is evil and therefore unhappy. He cannot fly. Three, the doll. Another theory for my brother in that I agree with. The doll was a toy of Rumpelstiltskin's when he was a child, which is when he was in Neverland. Hmm. Also, since I think that things progress so far smoothly for Balefire this episode, I think he shall be joining the group by episode three or four, hopefully. The trick with the walking stick was cool. <laughs> uh, P.S. The episode was the first not to feature our favorite favorite town in Maine. Perhaps your podcast is now greetings in Neverland for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Uh, greetings from Storybrook forever. Yeah, as you heard earlier in the episode, that's kind of what we were thinking with the doll, too. I uh, interesting point he brings up about peter pan not being able to fly but peter pan maybe that's flies. what but maybe this one maybe it's just the shadow that does here uh but maybe that's maybe that's why henry's so important maybe that's why he needs them because he can't use the magical properties of fairy dust or pixie dust without henry's a not believer. gonna be very happy though for much longer <laughs> he's being held captive by the lost boys <laughs> It depends. You can it make, depends. you know, one or two laps around the <laughs> island and then... Well, maybe that's why in that preview clip, maybe that's why Peter's trying to bring his mom around. Oh, mommy. Yeah, maybe he's well, trying to do, gain Henry's trust. They do ask in, um, well, the Disney version of Peter Pan, they want Wendy to be their mommy. This is true. They they, want, they were always looking for a mommy. They wanted a mother to, you know, read them stories and tuck them in. And Interesting. So, you know, just throwing that out since, you know, we were all about the Mulan stories. Yeah, but crazy. Yeah, this was the first episode where, where there was no story, Brooke, at all. I wanted at least a little snippet. I guarantee it. Like, it, it kind of sounds like we were just going to get where we probably won't get that snippet until probably episode three or four from what I've been hearing oh, or reading, which is I want a snippet. But we will not change the name of the show, although we were like batting back and forth Bell whether we Mayor. should open up the Wonderland <laughs> episodes, Greetings from Wonderland, but no. Greetings, greetings from Storybrooke. From Storybrooke. We are from Storybrooke. Okay, uh, now we got, a, like I said uh, earlier, we got a couple last-minute additions here on Twitter. Eric Hansen. Oh, you're not. Okay, we're uh, Well, it's not in the doc. I didn't put it in the doc. I just oh. have it up here in, in the email. But he, he wrote us a couple uh, comments on Twitter that I'll go ahead and read out. Now, Eric Hansen, I, he's at Om Shantiom guy, O-M-S-H-A-N-T-I-O-M guy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh but uh, he says his favorite quote, uh, and what? You'll win her over with your rainbow kisses and unicorn stickers. <gasps> that was a good one. <laughs> that that it's whole like exchange. He was listening to us. That whole exchange between Snow and Regina, it where Regina's awesome. like, you're just, you're vomiting up rainbows. And <laughs> it was amazing. He also says that he hates Charming's hair. He looks like an old man. And uh, also ask, when did Mulan, Mulan become an enchantress, knowing how to heal gunshots and read crystal balls? Because, you know, she gave Neil the advice on how to, you know, channel his energy to see Emma. And all well, that. I think that she just has enough exposure mm-hmm. to fairy tale land and knowing how magic works. Yeah. Like, you know, hmm, okay, first thing didn't work. Let's try mm-hmm. something else. Let's try something else. I think that's that. Um, and enchantress, he- we don't really know how long he was sleeping. 
This is true. And, and she always we don't knew- know if she has a dragon that sounds like Eddie Murphy with her either. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 I guess we'll explain a movie to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 24 still pictures played in sequence um, in one second. Uh, no, and uh, he closes up with uh, the charming's holier than thou attitude made made slash makes me want to throw them off the ship slash leave them on the island. Nice. And I can see that they were a little arrogant, especially towards Emma. And, you know, Emma brought up that really good point. We're yes. the same age. We have the same amount of wisdom. Right. It's but, just a in different fact, world. if anything, Emma might have a little bit more because she she had to Tough it rely on streets. those street smarts where Snow was a princess for years and years and years and char- well Charming was just like a sheep herder wasn't he something like <laughs> yeah. that and uh, then his life wasn't so hard then kind of uh, pretended to be his dead twin brother right um hey can I can I take something quickly back to that preview. Yo, quick point that I, mm-hmm. I sort of realized: um, both Emma and Peter Pan were orphans. Maybe that's why you can hear the crying, and no one else could. This is true because it was like baby. It was baby crying. Yeah, so maybe it they're... was like you know probably what a really sad orphanage sounds like at night. Maybe you know abandoned babies eat shadows to okay, power okay. themselves. See, now you're just taking crazy. I had a nice thought, and you just turned into me <laughs> something ugly. Um, do you want me to read that other? Yes, could you? <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. I really have to say that I enjoyed the start of season three. We get a little bit of backstory on Henry's birth and then get right into the action. Regina was at her snarky best on the Jolly Roger. Hook's comment about Rumple taking the time for a costume change had me chuckling. The mermaids weren't very nice, and at first I was actually thinking Kraken and not mermaid <laughs> when the boat was getting tossed about. The scenes with Greg and Tamara were just in the right amount. And Henry did have a point about them not asking a whole lot of questions to the home office. Rumpel taking care of Tamara at the end was poetic justice. The scenes in Enchanted Forest were great as well. Loved how Aurora, Philip, and Mulan all hit it off with Neil, though I wouldn't have told him so soon that I was Rumpelstiltskin's son. I really do hope that Robin Hood does tell Neil about how Belle helped influence his father to spare Robin his life. The end scene with Henry and the reveal as to who Peter Pan is. Wow. I was really hoping that Rumple would have shown up right then to lay down the law with the Lost Boys and Pan. Well, <laughs> I'll wrap it up here. So glad to have Once Upon a Time back on. So looking forward to next week's episode and looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Holly. Thank and you, Holly. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that, like we said before, that whole scene with Peter and Henry – so that was good. killer. I ju- if nothing else, just for for Peter, like I'm really looking forward to seeing this kid play do. the part. Yeah, uh, you can't even call him like his. He's not a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the thing. He's kind of like I, I don't know, like Matt Smith or something, where he has kind of those old eyes. Yeah, you you you, you can see you can see some age there. Even though I'm sure he's probably just a in real life, he's just a stupid kid who like messes around. And he's just a really good actor, you know. But he's playing Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> but i uh, thank you very much holly uh from wisconsin uh for writing in and uh to close off we have a couple of twitter comments here one from at stacy karen 92 and uh she says this episode of uh once upon a time was amazing i'm convinced that ariel will be a good mermaid the opposite of what we saw tonight preach on sister friend i would hope so that it well she kind of has to be because well, we turned this mermaid into know, what and actually, she disappeared that that mermaid that they caught Aww. kind of for some reason it just kind of like brought to mind uh Ariel's sisters from the movie 
Like, I don't know. I Maybe it was like the color scheme or something, but it, it just. But her sisters weren't bad. They were, they were just, they were cruel. You were very self-absorbed. Oh my God. I'm and we are so great. Again. And Ariel sucks. Don't you remember that song? Um, do we need to go back? <laughs> We need to watch that tomorrow. And actually, Eric Hansen, uh, who who uh, just wrote us uh, in a few tweets, also said that rocked. I. <laughs> That's what I actually thought you were reading the first time. <laughs> no, but I thank thank you everyone for writing in. It was so great to get so many great responses. Please keep it up. We're back. Like we are this. back. We're back. Please, you know, for next week. As soon as the episode's over, turn on your computer, greetings from storybrook at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail, 424-274-2352. And you had something you wanted to say, I think? No, I'm good. No? We're just back. I'm just, we are back. I'm honestly so excited. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we had feedback before we both finished watching the episode, <laughs> and I had to avoid the Twitters because I was like, no spoilers. There's a yeah. level of spoiler I can handle, but that's too much. <laughs> and I knew like seven cast members were live tweeting, so <laughs> no. But it, it, it is really good to be Brack and I back, and it's good to be Brack. It's good to be Brack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good to be back, and I'm really glad Breaking Bad's over, so I can I can focus really focus on this now because uh, Breaking Bad has just been tearing me up for weeks. I'm, he, I'm gonna he's cried into it as a doll beverage every night. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty. But, I don't uh, have to hear about it anymore. Yeah, I, but uh, I'm very excited about everything. Very excited about once about. I'm kind of excited about Wonderland. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited. Okay, the preview for Wonderland got me really excited for Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So let's just hope they don't disappoint. You're I'm, just over the whole Alice I'm, left and came back thing. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Just. I, if nothing else, because of the, of you know a lot of the supplementary cast, like it has what's his name from Lost and John Lithgow was the White Rabbit. I love John Lithgow. Although I would have preferred Paul Rubens, obviously. I know you would have, but, but uh, we'll see. But uh, you know, it's all ahead here in in the new season, I guess, of Greetings from Storybrooke too. Although we're not renumbering. That's stupid. Uh, <laughs> We're, there's okay. going to be so many numbers though with the Wonderland ones. Oh yeah, we'll hit, we'll hit we'll easily hit fifty before the end of the year, which is cool. Well, we're already over thirty. We're but uh, if you'd like to, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks. I would also like to plug my audiobook that I've been putting out uh, recently. New episode every week, new chapter every week. Uh, you can find out more information about that at DogboyAdventures.com. And please subscribe to it in iTunes. It's a podcast and it's free, so do it. And where can people find you, Emery? At AMD Simone. I'm typically whining and complaining about work, but you know, sometimes I'm funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess I guess really that's about it. So yeah. So uh, yeah. until uh, next hello time. Again. <gasps> the reversal. I know. Greetings, Greetings from, from Storybrooke. Storybrooke. <laughs>